The Shady Hoosier Detective Agency Ghost-Busting Mystery Episode 24 Chapter 24 The Impala was still at the lube-it-up shop getting new guts, so Harry agreed to drive us out to Dode's farm for the seance. Unlike before, the weather was bright and clear. Just enough heat that you didn't quite need a jacket. Harry pulled up to her house and laid on the horn. Candy was in the front seat, snuggled so close she could have been a tick stuck to Harry's side. She was wearing his hat and smoking one of his cigarettes when we came out of the house. Candy threw me and Vini a handy hello as we climbed into the back of the Toyota. Evening, gals. You ready to chat up the dead? She blew smoke out the window, which was rolled down and letting in a nice breeze. Vini leaned up and asked Candy if she was sure she could conjure a spirit, the weather being so nice and mild. Oh, sure. She untangled from Harry, returned his hat to his head, and turned to face us in the back seat. Her hair was twisted up in a bun with long curls fallen like sideburns close to her ears. She was wearing an off-the-shoulder peasant blouse and double silver loop earrings. Her eye shadow was thick and sky blue, like her eyes. Alta Iona Dunn came to me in a dream. Promised she'd make an appearance. I said, thought you didn't offer guarantees. I don't, sugar, but when the spirits right out say they'll do something, they do it alrighty. Vini seemed impressed. Wish living people were so conscientious. Me too, said Candy. Especially men. I swear they think with their willies. Nah, said Vini. Most of them don't think at all. Harry coughed an objection. I asked Harry if he got the hundred bucks we left on his desk. Yeah, that for the dog, he said, as he headed up the winding knobs toward Dode's farm. Candy asked if we'd bought a dog. Just love them little purse dogs. I'd have me one, but I travel too much. Nah, Vini said. We found Bet Beasley's dog. Blind wiener dog. He ran away. Found him down at Pokey's, tying one on. Collected the reward money for Harry. Harry glanced at us in the rear view. You realize how silly that sounds, right? Silly or not, that's what happened. Right, RJ? Yep. Candy seemed intrigued. The Shades Agency finds missing pets? She addressed her remark to Harry. Harry twisted his lips. He grunted. Hell no. I mean, not really. Those two like to help out their senior pals, so I humor them. Vini poked her head up. Harry's just embarrassed. 
He thinks he's Magnum P.I., too proud to be seen rounding up drunk dogs. Makes us old ladies do all the work. Not true, protested Harry. Stop telling people that. You'll have social services on me for elder abuse. People take shit like that serious these days. Yeah, Vini said. Not like the good old days when you could pistol-whip Grandma and leave her to rot in the cellar like a sack of taters. Oh, for Pete's sake, said Harry. No one has ever pistol-whipped you, Lavinia. I've seen you knocking people in the head with the butt of that BB gun. I'm old. I got to protect myself. My bones are like jello. Thinking of getting me one of those stun guns. No, said Harry. Absolutely not. Uh, who asked you? Thankfully, we pulled into Dode's yard and they both shut up. In fact, we were all a little speechless. We weren't the only ones parked in Dode's yard. The Pawpaw County Sheriff's car was backed in, front end out, tucked close to the porch. Dode was sitting on the porch in his customary rocker. Devin Hadabaugh, the junior law officer, was sitting next to him. Uh-oh, said Vini. Oh, shit, said Harry. Candy just slid out of the car, trounced up to the porch, and started introducing herself to Devin. By the time we all got on the porch, Candy was sitting next to Devin, reading his palm. Devin wore his beret. His mutton-chop whiskers had been shaved down close to his face. His aviator sunglasses were clipped to the pocket of his shirt. He seemed enchanted. Candy explained to Devin that he had a generous heart and would have many lovers. She stroked a couple of spots on his palm, then flashed some chiclet teeth at him. Devin nodded. I always thought so. I mean, about the heart. I went into law enforcement because there was a major for that at the community college, and my mama was in favor of having an officer in the family. But if I'd had my druthers, I would have studied philosophy. I like to think about things. I'm kind of deep inside. I bet you write poetry. How'd you know that? Candy traced a place under Devon's ring finger. See that itty-bitty line? Uh-huh. That tells me you are an artist. And looky here, that says you're gonna be famous. Devon beamed. I was mentioned twice in the Hoosier Squealer this month. Got my picture in the Sheriff's Association newsletter, too. Recruit of the Month in Pawpaw County. Vini leaned over and whispered to me, Weren't he the only recruit? Still counts. Candy laid it on thicker. She slapped it on with a cement trowel. This here line is all about you being a hero. Some men got no line here at all. She glanced up at Harry. But you got a double-chained line. That good? Heck yeah. 
the best. A double chain is like hero stuff. Devin's eyes were bright as stars now. Like Batman? Yeah, something like that. Candy let go of Devin's hand and shook out her hair. She adjusted her hoop earrings. She asked Devin if he was coming to the seance. He squirmed a little. I told him he was sure enough invited. Last time, we saw a ghost. He looked me dead in the eye. There's no such thing as ghosts. Candy objected. Why, Devin, there is so such a thing as ghosts. And we all seen this one, didn't we? She looked at Dode, who was bobbing his head so fast it looked like it might roll off. Devin stood up and stretched his legs. He walked around the porch, his hands clutched to his gun belt. Can't let you have the seance. Sheriff Gibson sent me out here, personally, to make sure there's no more trespassing. That mansion and all that land is part of a crime scene. You can't be messing with that. Candy stood up next to Devin and put her hands on his shoulders. In heels, she was a bit taller than him. In terms of manipulating men, she was a giant next to him. His shoulders fell and relaxed a bit. Sugar, we got to let that ghost talk. She can't get no peace until she tells us who killed her. What if this was your mama? You wouldn't want to keep an innocent soul from getting on to heaven. Would you? Devin looked uncertain. Oh, hang it, he said. It ain't me. This is my job. I swore to uphold the law. And if I don't uphold the law, Sheriff Gibson is bound to get mad. And he's ugly and mighty mean when he's mad. I stepped forward. You want to solve this crime, right? He nodded. Us too. Why not think of this ghost as a witness? If you went with us and you talked to her, you'd be interrogating the chief witness. Ain't that doing your job too? Well, I reckon it might be. Harry threw his two cents into the ring. Look, son, we don't want you to get into trouble, but Candy is right. This is a matter of a woman's soul. She's got to unburden her soul, or else she'll never get to pass on to heaven. I mean, do you want to risk being the person who answers to that on the other side? I sure wouldn't want to risk that kind of damnation. Damnation? That got Devon's attention. I don't know. I never heard of anything like this in Sunday school. Vini asked what church he was raised in. Methodist, he said. My mama's people were Methodists. Vini said, I've been to all the churches, and I can tell you this here could be a mortal sin in every single one of them, except maybe the Holy Rollers. Heck, when they start yakking in tongues, no one knows what they're talking about. Most of them don't know either. Devin was close to breaking down. We were all older than him, 
and we had him confused. That meant we had the advantage. I could tell he was about to give in and let us have the seance when a pickup truck, lights flashing, slid into the yard and parked tight to the porch. Boots got out of the driver's side. It was his truck, with one of those portable roof cherries slapped on top. He used his truck like this when on official business if Devin had the squad car. And Boots wasn't alone. The passenger side door popped open. Melvin Beale slid out. His white hair was all neat, plastered to his head. He wasn't dressed in a turtleneck and patent leather loafers like a southern mama's boy, though. He was wearing a black windbreaker, white button-down shirt, and black creased trousers. The words U.S. Treasury Enforcement were stitched across his jacket. Uh-oh, said Vini. It's the feds. <laughs> 